Welcome back to the BTS Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea. Joining me as always is Morgan. Hey. So we were told January 1st, Dispatch was going to release their big couples reveals. And I was under the impression there would be more than one reveal. Like they had all this info that they were just waiting to release. And January 1st came and all they had to show for it was one couple that's from a TV show. And it's like the two people that were starring in that show um, crashed landing on you. Oh, so they didn't have K-pop? No, they just had this actor and Hmm. actress that are dating. It's like, okay, that's not juicy at all. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. They might have been hampered by the COVID. I think. COVID, COVID, maybe. That could be. Maybe it was hard to get information. That's the only thing that I could think of, you know? I was just seeing so many rumors. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see what is the actual reveal. But they didn't have any. Okay. There was the rumor about Jimin is dating Hwasa. So this is just a rumor though. Yeah. This is what some people were saying beforehand. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't buy that one. No, I didn't really. Yeah, I don't believe that. that. Like, you know wait. what? I've, when I that oh, that doesn't feel believable to me. Where'd that rumor come from? Because in my mind, Jimin feels very delicate, whereas Hwasa feels very robust. Right. She feels kind of manly. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't seem, doesn't seem like a good fit, in my opinion. Like I I, mu- I much prefer the rumors about uh, Jimin and Jonghyun from Twice. Yeah. From think- like a couple years ago. I think that makes more sense. Right. I don't think Hwasa makes sense. And it's more likely going to be someone in the same agency or someone that you see often somehow professionally mm. if they're going to have a rumor like right, that. Right. And that was one of the other rumors going around that it was like within agencies. It's like there's couples within SM or couples within JYP because they have a lot of girl groups and boy groups. And so they're going to they? interact. So what were they? We're, we're never going to know now. <laughs> there was people saying, oh, Dispatch is going to reveal seven couples, seven idol couples. And okay, that didn't happen. And then there were people saying, yeah, within agency. And then mm-hmm. it was going to be a, a senior and a junior, you know, sort of like a Heechul and Momo. So like something with like kind of an age difference. But, you know, that didn't happen. So I don't know if like these were all rumors or this was all about to be released but then dispatch got some money from the agencies to not release it mm-hmm. i mean that could have happened maybe they were just uh, putting it out there and it's like well let's see if uh if anyone will will fall for that and tell us to keep quiet so mm-hmm. i mean i just don't know but it's pretty disappointing that we didn't get any like actual reveal because i don't think oh an actor and actress dating like uh, that happens all the time so who cares i understand and why is an actor an actress that isn't a secret anyway like they could be dating and why would that matter like they're not idols working at a company where dating is kind of restricted or not supposed to be said so i I agree i think maybe dispatch got some last minute stimulus checks or something and decided to oh we have this one to release that's not going to harm anybody and no one cares. And they what do you mean stimulus check? I mean bribes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they had this one reveal in their back pocket that's like, well, no one's going to care. And they, the, mm-hmm. the people probably are ready to talk about it anyway and go public. Mm-hmm. 
I did notice that recently BTS had uh, a Christmas photo shoot and like videos with Daikon, which as I understand it is related to Dispatch. It's like their offshoot of Dispatch, mm-hmm. maybe like a magazine or something. So I don't know if that was kind of like a quid pro quo situation there. Maybe maybe one of the reveals was going to be about someone in BTS or maybe they just did that just to get in their good side. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that we didn't see anything good out of Dispatch this year. So. Unfortunate. Yeah. So Lori Hill is a YouTuber who creates videos about plastic surgery. And she had done a whole series on the members of Blackpink. And the last one was for Jisoo. And she didn't have a whole lot to say on this video. I think it was hard to find any information from pre-debut. And as I remember, Jisoo kind of like wasn't with YG very long before she was put into Blackpink. So I think there's not very many photos of her Mm -hmm. from early on. So it's hard to tell if someone had surgery if you don't have a lot of comparison photos from beforehand. So Lori Hill even consulted with this other plastic surgeon who I guess he, this other surgeon posts a lot on TikTok. Like that's his, uh, Mm -hmm. his platform. But they both agreed that they couldn't tell, basically. Like, Jisoo maybe did some stuff with her eyes, but they couldn't be sure because they didn't have a lot to compare with. And they didn't see a whole lot of change from her school photo. And they don't even know what year that's from. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell. Right. But if she did get anything done, it was super subtle. And um, she did make a good point, which was that Jisoo may have had no plastic surgery done, but that doesn't make her better or worse than, you know, the other members of Blackpink who did have surgery. No, it totally makes her better. <laughs> being a natural beauty. Apparently in the eyes of uh, K-pop stands, because they look down on plastic surgery. There's a lot of that mentality. And I, I, again, this is not something I agree with. I feel like if you've got plastic surgery, that's just, uh, it's like it's like practicing. It's like training, right? Like, do you get upset at your favorite athlete that they're only good because they practice a lot? No, that's what you got to do to be good. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't get upset at them at all. You know, I don't I don't believe it's cheating or anything it's like well, they didn't say that I'm never going to get plastic surgery. I don't yeah. think it's cheating either since everybody accepts other kinds of enhancement. Like they don't care if you have really good makeup artists right. or if you have it's really like, good it's lighting. Not che- it's not cheating. It's just the. People are doing their best to conform to a, 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 a standard of product that you want to see. The standard was, you know, it was set by you, the, the consumer. So really, you're, you're mostly at fault for this. If you want to cast blame for this, you're mostly at fault for this, right? You want to see beautiful people in your product. Mm-hmm. I don't fault you for that. I don't think you're wrong for that. But don't go shaming people because they do their best to meet that expectation by whatever means necessary. I think that's really lame. These these people who were, are working hard are they're they're just trying to meet your expectations for you know the product, which is in this case, beautiful people who sing well. That's your expectation of what you want from the product. They are trying to meet it. Why are we shaming them for that? They're thank you, thank you for trying to meet that expectation. Thank you for trying to produce the product that I want to see. Now we will reward you and you will get money. I think that's totally fair. Why are we shaming people for that? That's there's nothing shameful about that whatsoever. Right? 
Yeah, so the fact that Jisoo may have had no surgery compared with Lisa, who got multiple things right. done, probably. Right. We shouldn't look at them any differently. But you know people will. Yeah. A lot of stands will say, well, see, I, I stand Jisoo, so she's a natural beauty, unlike Lisa. Like, dude, what difference does it make? <laughs> right? They're just both, they're, pro- they're both trying to produce a product th- that you can enjoy. And maybe some people had to work a little harder or, you know, have more surgeries to produce that product. But they both still went through a lot to produce that product for you, you know. But I could totally see it with Jisoo, though. She does seem more like a natural. Like, this is a this is how she looks, right? Yeah. And she I could always look like that. Yeah, I could totally believe that. I would say that they should, probably should do something. Like, her chin is really weak. You notice that? You think it could use a little bit more? Like they could probably put like some kind of implant in her chin. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of like um, skin. Like it goes from her chin down to her throat really easily. You ever right. notice like that? Like a soft slope there. Yeah, there's a soft slope. And that's not good. That's not a strong jawline. How, how do they prevent that? I don't know. But that's, that's the type of thing that they could probably... In pictures, you don't always see it. But you can see it when she's just talking. Right. Um, that's the type of thing that I think... It's, it's not ideal, and if you could fix it, they probably they probably would have fixed it. I'm not sure you can fix it. Well, when she was talking about Rosé's video, she said one of her natural beauty traits is like she has a really good profile, and like the chin and the nose and forehead is like mm-hmm. very good. Right, Jisoo doesn't have as good of a profile. Yeah. Like her chin, it slopes down to her throat. You want a, a sharp delineation of that chin that goes into the throat, right? Yeah, you want to be more, right. more certain. She doesn't have that. Is there a way to fix that? Is there a procedure? Probably there is, but they didn't give it to her. I'm guessing because you could you could you could direct her to just not have that in pictures, so it doesn't really affect anything. Right. But I'm not surprised that she is a she didn't. They don't think that she's had that much work. She's more of a natural beauty. Yeah, and I before going into the video, I didn't know what she was gonna say, but I was like, I don't know that Jisoo did have anything done but then why would you make a plastic surgery video if she didn't Mm -hmm. but yeah i guess there was nothing you could really tell for sure that she did have done right so on december 31st big hit streamed their new year's eve live concert at 4 30 a.m our time and it featured all the big hit artists and um the next day sm streamed their concert on youtube called sm culture humanity which took place on January 1st at 8 p.m. So before we get into comments about the performances, I remember that there there's kind of a controversy between ARMY and SM stands because ARMY felt like SM made their concert free and like the day after Big Hit's concert just to try to, I don't know. Try to what? One-up them? To, yeah, to try to show them up and to try to like, take the spotlight because i don't know if they were going to do this concert regardless or if that was just something they decided very Mm. recently but they i don't know if it was going to be a paid concert or not a paid concert but sm just suddenly decided well there's going to be a free concert on january 1st and army thinks that sm was doing this to be petty and that sm wants to get really high viewership and and try to beat big hits numbers because you know they're going to have a paid version and you're not going to get as many people because not as many are going to pay for something as we'll watch Mm -hmm. a free thing so and then they thought that sm is trying to make big hit look bad to fans by charging them money so i don't know what the 
motivation there for SM was. I don't know if they were going to have this concert all along or if it is even anything in relation to Big Hit. But it was interesting to see that there's a controversy about that. I'm not sure that's really related, honestly. I don't think it's fair to say it's related. Do you? Pretty sure that their plans are not based on what Big Hit does. Their plans are based on what they want to do. It's probably long in advance. I would think this type of thing you need to plan well in advance. And as far as Big Hit charging a fee and... Well, for one, I don't agree with the fee. I I definitely think it was was the right idea to have a free concert. Because you're trying to promote the the various you know lesser known um groups uh, i i think it was uh, the right idea to have it to be free so yeah i wish big hit had made their concert free so I or at least cheaper yeah i don't think that that's a uh, a reaction or anything they just had different ideas of how to go about it yeah and there's some army out there saying that well big hit is charging a fee so that they can properly pay the artists and the staff for putting on this concert whereas mm. sm stiffs their artists and stuff i was like i don't know if they do that i mean are, isn't aren't all these people um on salary or right you know you show up you would get a paycheck i would think if you're you work at sm like why would you go do your job and not get paid but i mean the one point i would say is like okay sm does seem to be in debt so i'm not 100 percent sure why they would make this a free concert like can they afford to do that or not i don't think that meant <laughs> i mean when you say in debt it's not the same as uh when people are in debt like if you as an individual is in debt it's not it doesn't have the same sort of urgency as when it's a company is in debt so that's what i'll say yeah that's true um so the idea that they need to charge for everything and scrape up all this money because they're in quote-unquote debt no that's not true um that's all I'll say yeah, that. I think people are looking at previous quarters because the the financial records show oh SM had negative revenue on whatever quarter, right. and should they be having free concerts? But I think that's not a relation to you know their finances. Like right. you're, if you're doing a concert and you make it free or not free, it's you. If you make it free, it's because you want to promote the artists and have everybody as many people tuning in as possible. Whereas if you charge for it, then it's because you're trying to make money out of it and, you know, make it a little more exclusive. So I don't know if ARMY had a good argument there, but a lot of them were kind of suspicious of SM doing this just the day after. And maybe this was going to take up, suspicious? you know, headlines okay. and stuff. Well, I wouldn't be suspicious. That's not that's not reasonable. SM, they have their own plans. They have their own business plans. They're doing their own thing. It has nothing to do with big hit just trust me on that they felt that a free concert was the best course for them right it's not to uh embarrass big hit or anything like that i I think it was a mistake still for big hit to to charge because they're trying to promote all of their groups yeah and i i think they should have if they were going to charge it should have been less than that but at the same time i was like maybe they needed to charge because you're working with this other company the kiswi and having to have multi-view and all those very advanced features maybe that that needs more money so i was able to watch both concerts so i'm i can compare them both and we both watched the sm1 too Mm. so you've seen that so you can speak speak on that the big hit concert seemed more like an event is what i would say overall 
it was structured like a concert. Like it had talking and it had performances and it had mm-hmm. videos in between, just like a normal concert. Mm-hmm. The SM one, it was nonstop performances, like one after another. And I think that's good, but it, you also need break times too. You can't just have like continuous mm-hmm. performers. And the um, the beginning of the SM one, it had it started out with Lee Su Man talking, and he was talking about SM as a company and how they're trying to promote, how they're trying to thank SM fans for their humanity and all this stuff, and that the idea that SM is making the world a better place and it just seemed like the message he was talking about was kind of what big hit is doing already so i don't know if if sm is already known for saying stuff like that or they're just kind of like jumping on the bandwagon (laughs) because i i'm pretty sure i've never heard of sm being like oh that's the nice company that's like helping people and this and that Uh because you know big hits message is artists healing through music or whatever and Uh how they're always about you know, artists connecting to fans. and So you think they're, they're just jumping on that bandwagon? I think they're just kind of appropriating Big Hit's message there. Okay. Well, I'm going to say something. It might not be popular with you. I'm going to say something. You know, it's just a, it's just a corporate strategy in either case, right? Right. But you got to be authentic about it. It's like, when did SM do this but for But my point is before? it's not authentic in either case. It's a corporation. They do things in their own self-interest for their profit. So... Uh, yes. Are they copying it? Mm, probably. But they're copying a thing that wasn't entirely authentic in the first place. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Remember, I know like th- you you love Big Hit and BTS, but remain detached and dispassionate. It is a company. It is a corporation. And they they behave like one. So they, they do things. They're not evil, but they, they behave like one. They do things that are in their self-interest. So when they say they're... I don't know, healing the world with music or whatever. It's it's a it's you know, it's a marketing strategy. And SM is just glomming on to that same sort of marketing strategy. That's what's going on. If you were under the impression that one was an authentic, hey, we're healing the world with music or something, and one is a uh, just this fake I'm just copying this other company. Uh yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. I think that they're both more or less, you know, marketing strategies from uh, a company. So there you have it does feel more authentic coming from big hit because they demonstrate it more they're not just saying it all of a sudden and like sm is all right the difference with the concerts there were there were some differences there and big hits was structured more like a typical concert and it had you know the all the big hit artists performing and then each one would do their four or five songs and then the next one whereas the sm concert it had uh, all their artists but then it was kind of interspersed like it'd be like one or two songs and then the same group comes back later and did another song so i don't know if there's a strategy behind that but the big hit one if you were a fan of a particular group then you knew to tune in at a certain time and then you'd get all of that group's performances all at once i think the sm strategy is better though because they force they force you to listen to other groups that you may not have been interested in right it feels like they are trying to expose you to more groups. So I, I agree with that strategy. I did like that it had a lot of continuous music. Like it didn't have a lot of filler time, the SM one. But it did seem like a lot of the performances were similar. Like it was just on a stage and it was like with their the usual choreography that they would use for that song. Like if they were performing at a music show, it would be the same thing. 
So I think there was just the SM concert. It didn't have a ton of innovation. It was just kind of like a music show performance. And the other thing is they have so many artists that I don't know if it was reasonable to include all of them because it's a very long show. And for everybody to do their top songs right now was Mm -hmm. trying to cram a lot. I mean, they could have like left more breathing room in between and or maybe they should have done like a two night thing or something because they just have so many artists and there's like so much to get through i don't know if that was a good idea the other thing with the sm concert is almost all of it was lip syncing there was only a couple of people that were singing live correct um almost all of it i mean there was bakun there was i think one of the super junior subgroups or maybe both of them were singing live basically the ones that had vocalists and it wasn't a big group they were the ones singing live in the sm concert so even with their you know veteran groups like you'd think they'd be singing live like red velvet or whoever it's like well they weren't like i don't know why like that was that necessary the big hit concert had a lot more elaborate staging it wasn't just the stage and then you know different lighting for each person so i think that was better on between the two and had better production values. The SM concert, it didn't have a lot of collabs either. Like the big hit concert had a couple of things where they interspersed the artists. Like there was a tribute to this Korean rock star whose name was uh, Shin Hae Chul and it involved covers by singing with, it was like people from different groups. Like, so one person from TXT, one person from G-Friend and like a couple people combined would mm-hmm. sing that song. Mm-hmm. So you'd see like, oh, multiple people from Big Hit were all part of that song. And so you, you'd see like different people together. So that was something different. And like the SM concert didn't really have that. They didn't have any like crossover. It was just like each group doing their own songs. And um, we know that BTS is the biggest group at big hit so they went last and they they performed like a long a long time they were 45 minutes out of that show which was i think two and a half hours and they were safe for the end and you kind of had to wait through the whole show to see that um sm they had people were interspersed so it was hard to tell who they thought was their top group or their anchor like who do you think out of those groups do you think is considered the top group at sm nct Oh, you think so? Or Super M. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. They had, um, the SM concert had the most popular songs towards the end. Mm-hmm. So, But it was, since they have so many groups, it was like many of them right at the end. So they had saved, um, what is it? Like Red Velvet doing Psycho and NCT doing Kick It mm-hmm. towards the end. And Super M doing One, Monster and Infinity. So those like more popular songs were happening right. towards the end. And the, um... The SM show was three hours. And then at the end of it, they had the SM DJs, which I didn't even know they had DJs. They each had a set that was like 30 minutes each. And that was actually pretty good because it was like they were mixing K-pop songs, like SM K-pop songs. I'm sure they were like limited to. So I thought that was a pretty creative choice because it just kind of kept the music going. If you were still watching, that was a good idea. That I don't know whose idea it was. Lee Suman thought of that, or somebody else there. And well, I enjoyed I enjoyed the SM concert. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't watch the Big Hit concert, so it's hard. I I can't compare them. But I I enjoyed the SM concert. I don't mind too much that they lip sync. That's a common thing, you know. 
I think that it was a great idea. And I like that they put the names of people underneath them. Yeah, that was another... I like to put the names because you know what? This might be the first time that a person is watching these K-pop groups. They don't know the names of all these people. I watch videos multiple times. I still have a, a, a hard time determining who is who, okay? So <laughs> that is much appreciated. They, they should do that more often. I did think that was a good idea. So it was, you know, it was free. It was on YouTube. So it was a great thing to watch. So I have no problems with it. Yeah, I'm critiquing both concerts, but I I liked watching both of them. I'm well, just one saying. of them was free. You have to keep that in mind. Too. Yeah, all right. The one that is free has a a far lower bar. <laughs> to be fair, you don't have to pay for it. it makes the difference. Yeah, and as far as individual performances, I wonder why. Do you think there's like SM didn't have EXO or Girls Generation perform? Do you think those groups are not? active right now and that's why they're not active right now they weren't there because i think those are like two big groups that people would have wanted to see but um taeyeon is from girls generation though she was there as a a solo artist now but is she still in the group i don't know because when they showed the girls generation logo when it was like her time to perform that it like stood for her so i was like oh okay she's from that okay so i don't know if that's still a group or not but and as far as the uh, performances big hit they they opened with and hypen and they actually did pretty good and they have like a couple of songs that they could perform like i thought they only had like one or two but they had a couple in there and then um txt performed and then bumzu who i didn't know who that was exactly but he's at big hit and apparently he's a producer for 17 and does his own music and also helped produce Jin's song that came out recently, Abyss. So that's who he is. Um, not really into his kind of music. It was more like ballad type of, of genre, but um, it was all right. And then um, Lee Hyun, who's an uh, artist at Big Hit. He's also a big ballad person. He was okay. That's just not really my type of music. And then after that was the tribute to the Korean rock star Shin Hae Chul, and that got introduced by Suga, and so this is probably the first time we've seen Suga since his surgery. And it was like, oh, Suga, he's talking. It's like so he introduced this whole segment with the couple of songs that people performed uh, that were by this rock star. And I went to look up who that was because I never heard of him, but I guess he died back in 2014, and he wasn't. They say he's a, a rock legend because he did a lot of experimental things in Korean rock. And apparently he died because he went to get gastrointestinal surgery and then they did a lot of things wrong in his surgery and then he died of complications afterward. And I was like, wow, that's horrible. That's terrifying. And that's what happened to him. So I was like, wow, that's sad. But yeah, so they did a, a tribute to him and his songs, which I had never heard before, but it sounded like rock songs gfran performed which i was not too familiar with but they seemed like pretty good they had switched recently from cute concept to uh, girl crush this year that's what they mentioned that they did that uh, new west performed and then they had um all the big hit artists with their new year's messages and then finally it was bts's turn and they did six songs they did dynamite best of me and then they did their collabs 
with um, they did mic drop with Steve Aoki on the screen behind them. And he said that that was the first time since the video that they did that all together. I was like, Mm. really? That's like the only time since then. That was like three years ago. But that was a good performance. That didn't have uh, like Sugar was there, but he only sang with them for the Make It Right and and Life Goes On. So just the ones where he had to to stand there. So he couldn't do anything with choreography. But um, so BTS did their song with. They did Mic Drop with Steve Aoki, then they did Make It Right with Lauv, and then um, they did Boy With Love with Halsey, and then she was just on her own screen, and then they finished it with Life Goes On. And then, um, so the show was three hours total, and BTS was on there for about 45 minutes of it, and I thought it was funny because some people were like, oh, they're going to perform Disease and Paradise and all these other things rumors they were hearing and it's like no they didn't do those so that that's not what happened and um big hit was really clamping down on illegal streams of it too i was watching twitter all this time and this was a lot of these were going down like in the moment and it's like big hit i don't know if this is true or not but they were sending people images of like a person in jail i don't know if someone made that up as a meme or if that actually happened but they're saying you should I'm stop sure it's a meme you should stop broadcasting like like big no, hit I'm is sure sending threatening images to people <laughs> but probably yeah I'm sure that's a meme them taking down streams that has to be just an algorithm it's not like oh no. they're personally tracking you down if you have one of those they were not sending pictures to people <laughs> that had to be a meme i can't picture them actually sending messages like that that's crazy so the other thing that was notable about the sm concert was that red velvet was there together and it was the first time since irene's scandal from a couple months ago and also wendy was injured a year ago so this was like the first time that all five of them were together again and they all look great um wendy looked very good and we did see her like a couple months ago. They remember they had a song that they covered for Boa's anniversary. Mm-hmm. So she did like a video for that, and from that one, you could tell she was still a little bit like still recovering because it, it looked like her face wasn't fully like where it was before. Because remember when she fell and got injured, she probably needed some kind of reconstructive surgery. Correct. But um, yeah, the other day at this concert, she looked really good. She looked like before and maybe even better. Like, I don't know if she got other like cosmetic things done at the same time, but I thought she looked really good. You probably did. I mean, you might as well. If you were like thinking about getting something done and you have to get face surgery anyway, you might yes. as well just do it at the same time. So yeah, Red Velvet, they performed their biggest songs. So they did Bad Boy, Peekaboo, and Psycho. I, I don't know. If, I guess they're not SM's top group. Cause, not at all. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have had more promotion this year. Maybe they couldn't because of Wendy and everything. But they didn't have an album that even came out this year. But it was good to see them all together again. So they said they're looking forward to doing more stuff in 2021. Super M's performance. They sang Better Days, which is one of their really good songs that I'm surprised they sang at this time. But... It, if you listen to their album, it's a really good song, and it's almost similar to Life Goes On from BTS, but I don't think SM wants to put Super M out there as 
you know, ballad singers or anything like that, but I feel like they should because that's one of a one of their better songs from their album. And I think they just don't want to pivot from their image of Super M as these like badass guys. Well, you don't know that. They did the song. Yeah, but then they did their other big songs too. They but did. they included this one. So maybe they think it is part of their, their repertoire. I think because this song, it fit really well with what the theme of the, this SM concert was. Uh, something that is going to make people feel better. But it was definitely a strong song, and it would have been cool to see them perform it outside of this. So you don't think Super Junior is one of the top SM groups? Not anymore, no. They were there, and then they were promoting their songs from the last album, which I think was like early 2020. It seemed like a while ago, but they were supposed to have another album come out for their 15th anniversary. Mm -hmm. But then they said, it's delayed by SM. And then it, one of them tried to make an analogy like, well, when you put steamed rice out and then keep it on hold, it tastes better later or something. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that. I think they're just trying to like make light of it, it mm. being delayed. Like I'm sure ideally it, right. it should come out on the anniversary. Is that true? I don't think it's true. I think, I think steamed rice is best right out of the rice cooker. Right. It, I would think. Mm. But yeah, maybe I didn't get the analogy perfect of whatever they were saying but they were trying to like make a joke out of it <laughs> but i'm sure it was like supposed to come out already by now their album and i was like well just just say that it got botched or something like sm's fault you know it might not even be their fault well it works out best anyway because 2020 was not a great year for releasing it yeah and as far as like the older groups are performing like they were there and also a group called TVXQ, which I'm not at all familiar with, but they had several songs that they performed, and I thought it was really odd that there's a group that's only two people, but I think they started off with more people before, and then, you know, some of the people left, so they're just two people now, and um, then there was Taeyeon from Girls' Generation, who I guess is a soloist, and I know she's really popular, but I really don't get what that's all about, because... Like, her songs are fine. They're good songs. But she just stands there and sings. Like, she doesn't have any, like, any movement or any dancing or, like, backup dancers or just not a lot going on in her performance. It's, like, just singing. Well, that's just the songs she did then, though. You know what a full concert looks like. No, no. But that was, she did four of her songs and they seemed like all of them were her standing at the microphone. Did she lip sync all of them? I don't, not familiar enough with her music to tell but i think she was one of the people who was singing right if you're gonna stand there then you may as well sing yeah and maybe that's why because right the other people that had tons of choreography maybe that's why they were lip syncing mm-hmm. maybe that's why but yeah the sm show was pretty long it was over three hours and then it had like 90 minutes maybe of dj stuff afterwards so it was a lot of music for free so i think that was a good move like that part of it the the length of it so but i thought both concerts were good i just have you know different comments on that so there was a post on reddit talking about how people often feel bad for idols and say things like they have the hardest job in the world and this person posting it was taking issue with idols getting so much sympathy when there's so many hardworking people in the world you know people like doctors and teachers and you know, caretakers and all that stuff. And 
the fact that idols are paid very well for their work, so that means they shouldn't get as much sympathy as they're getting, and it's only because they're famous and they're idols that they're getting this. So that was the this person's post, and it got a lot of comments on there. Um, I, I think if you're a fan and you're a fan of an idol, you're going to automatically be sympathetic to all the stuff they're going through. It's not the same as like, oh, you know someone who's a teacher or a doctor, and then you can publicly comment on that somewhere. I mean, are idols the only people who work hard in this world? No, they're not. But if you live in a first world country like the United States, uh, yeah, they probably do work harder than your average person, okay? They don't work an eight-hour workday. You know that, right? They, they work way more than an eight-hour workday. So I think it's totally fair to remark on how hard they've had to work and what they've had to go through. I think they should even get more sympathy because I feel like they get criticized for a lot of things already. So at least you could do is sympathize with how tough of a schedule they have. And it's basically like 24 hours a day that they have to be available for things. And maybe they not, don't work the entire day, but they have very long work days. I would say they do work harder on average. They work harder than me, I can guarantee you. And do they make more money than me? Some of them, but some of them, no. Surprisingly, no. Yeah. Some of them are just probably paid whatever scale is, you know? Mm -hmm. The minimal level that a company has to pay the artist. And they all have to put in that work before they even realize whether or not they're going to break out and be a star. And the ones who don't, you never hear about those people, do you? But they have to put in the same hours. Yeah, and you could work really hard and still not bring in tons of money. And it may right. not even be your fault because a lot of this is, you know, what songs is your agency getting for you or what people are they hiring? You know, may, you may not have any control over your success, but you have to work hard anyway. So I think it's right to sympathize with idols. I don't think just because some of them get paid a lot, we don't need to feel bad for them. They're just, you know, rich people living somewhere and they're doing fine. It's like, Correct. They're all working really hard, and some of them don't even get paid, you know, what they should be getting paid. And we know there's tons of pressure because there's all these idols that talk about their stress levels, and some of them, you know, have attempted suicide. So we know that, that there's tons of pressure on these people. It's like, you know, regular people working in America, they don't have the same levels of mental stress. You just look at statistics. And you could say, oh, well, teachers and doctors and all this stuff, they work hard, too. It's like, well, you can feel sorry for them, too, just as much as feeling sorry for idols. This is controversial right now, what I'm about to say. I know people who are teachers in the United States. They do not work as hard as K-pop idols. I can guarantee you. I talk to them at 9 o'clock at night. And you know what they're doing? They're, they're chatting with me and talking about Netflix that they're watching. Maybe they're grading papers like a couple days out of the week. But you know what? They're not in like the, the eighth hour of dance practice. Right? Right. On top of whatever else they had to do that day. They're not. And also, they're not scrutinized to hell by the internet. About how they look, how they sound, their performance and things like that. They don't have that pressure on them. And here's another thing. They make more money. They make more money. Yeah. The average American teacher... They say they're under, people, it's very popular to say that teachers are underpaid. That's not a discussion I want to get into. On average, I would, I would kind of disagree with you. It depends on where. But in our state, I don't think they are necessarily. But they're paid more than the average person in the K-pop industry. You have to understand the average person is not BTS. And yet, in order to get to that level, everybody has to put that sort of work in. 
And by what do I mean by work? I mean, you work more than eight hours a day. You work more than five days a week. You think the K-pop companies are there after you've worked eight hours a day, they say, hey, stop. This is, uh, you know, we don't want to uh, abuse you or anything like that. Uh-uh. They don't say that. Uh-uh. You dance until you get the routine correct. Right? You sing until it sounds right. And there's a limited time frame to do it. And that's just your life. And do you get paid? I don't know. Maybe if your group hits, it hits big. Will it? Probably not. <laughs> right? Don't give me this at all. That, um, you know, it's harder. Uh, other people work more than... Yes, uh, there's, there's some people who work harder than k-pop artists but not that many surprisingly not that many you know if you are you know selling food on a street and you work like 10 12 hours a day yeah of course those people work harder yeah these people exist in the world but you know what i would hazard to guess that those are also not the people arguing on reddit whether or not people are working hard Mm -hmm. these discussions are happening amongst first world people who argue about first world problems that's my guess okay and amongst those people yes k-pop artists they do work harder than you that's typical of your your typical office worker in america and even typical of your non-office worker and do we get paid as much as bts no but do we get paid as much as the average k-pop artist we probably get paid more you got to be realistic about this Mm -hmm. unless you break through you are not getting paid go ahead and look at all the I don't want to call them horror stories, but, you know, just, you know, just like people telling their stories about what it was like in the industry. Yeah. There's a lot of people who didn't make it who said, I didn't really make any money. Like people that are ex-trainees and they're telling their stories. Right. There's tons. How many people are those people versus how many people are BTS? Use your common sense. Mm -hmm. Most people are going to be the people who just didn't make it. And those people put in all of that effort and all of that work and it just didn't pay off. But the work was done. And that, that, that amount of work is probably, it outstrips the amount of work you do on your average week for the average person who's listening to this, who has the free time to talk about K-pop, to listen to it, whatever, right? Is that everyone in the world? No, there's tons of people in the world who are not fortunate, who don't live in industrialized nations, and they have to work very hard and whatever. Those are not the people we're talking about. Those are not people, those are not the people who listen, who care about uh, the arguments that are done on Reddit. People who are discussing this topic on Reddit, a lot of them, yeah, they have an easier life than the average K-pop artist. I think the other thing you have to look at is if you're a K-pop idol, you've signed a contract. So you're you're in that job for seven years, no matter what. Like you're working hard. You can't really leave if you want to. Like you say, oh, I hate this now. I'm leaving. You right. can't really do that. Right. Whereas you're someone in America. It's like you're working as a teacher. You're working as a doctor. You could leave your job anytime. It, like, it, it's up to you. You could go to a different hospital. You go to a different place that is less stressful. You have a lot of options. So I think you need to pay attention to that. And it's like, that's why I, you're a teacher and a doctor. Like you're, right now, if you're a doctor or a nurse working in an ICU, that's probably not, that's probably pretty stressful. And that's a lot of work. And But that's the profession you wanted to go into. You, you could have chosen one of the other specialties that isn't as stressful like there's there's many options for doctors and teachers and nurses out there it's like you don't have to be in the most stressful one whereas you work as an idol you're kind of set once you sign that contract you're you're there for seven years so i think you're 
automatically going to have the stress levels and you can't really change your situation until time passes. Yeah. Thank you to our guest, Morgan. You can find BTS Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, Deezer, Listen Notes, and iHeartRadio. New episodes weekly. To support the podcast, please comment and share on social media, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or give us a rating on your podcast app. Follow BTS Happy Hour on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also go to the website at btshappyhour.com. Be sure to subscribe to the BTS Happy Hour YouTube channel. I have some ideas for new and different types of content, so if you have a second, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Until next time, this has been the BTS Happy Hour. Thanks for listening, and remember, make every hour a happy one.